We are back, David, with uh, the next movie in our Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch through. And where, what are we talking about? Shazam. Oh, wait, that's a different Captain Marvel. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so we're a little bit late getting this out. Uh, most, Well, all my fault, because I think... It just about wrecked me <laughs> to be doing the show weekly for a while. But not only have we seen Captain Marvel, the Marvel movie, but we've also seen Shazam, which is not at all about Captain Marvel because they re- actually refuse to say his name. Through the they don't even movie. give him a name in that movie. Nope. I think they're calling him Captain Sparklefingers. By the <laughs> <name>. <laughs> yeah. So this episode is officially about the Marvel Captain Marvel, but do you want to talk about Shazam at all? Just for real quick. Uh, sure. What would you think? I liked it. Yeah, I know I liked it because I'm going to see it again today. So, oh, that's right. I must like it. Yeah. Um, where does it fall? Kind of, we're not going to rank all the DC movies, but where does it fall in that list for you? Uh, it's close to the top. I still have to decide between Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam, okay. which one, which my top three, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, pretty easy that Wonder Woman and Aquaman are at the top for me, but Shazam is, um, is right behind them. I enjoyed it too. I have some nitpicks with it, but that's all they are is just nitpicks because they're following more closely the kind of modern DC version of Captain Marvel. Mm. Or actually Shazam because they refuse to call him Captain Marvel whereas I kind of grew up with a, a different version of him so but that's just all be kind of being an old man it, uh, just from a movie standpoint it, it's really a lot of fun mm-hmm. and we had a good time with it yes yeah but uh, on, back to uh, Marvel's Captain Marvel which is what we're really here to talk about it has been a while since we've seen this so mm-hmm. um, we may not uh, hit all of the Oh, like, remember, yeah, I remember all the little gags and uh, connections and everything. But I think we'll at least hit the big ones, the ones that made a lasting impression on us. So mm-hmm. uh, let's start with Captain Marvel herself, um, Carol Danvers. So uh, you know what? Let me back up from there because when we first meet her, we don't have a name. Really, mm-hmm. they call her Veers. Yep. Um, and we just kind of get plopped in. She's uh, she's on this battlefield in space, and she's injured, and she's bleeding blue blood. And um, it takes a while to kind of figure out what's going on with her. Like, what did you think of that? Were, were you lost for parts of this movie? What do you mean? Well, just it takes a long time to kind of because she doesn't like remember. She has like these flashbacks to mm-hmm. um, like a young human girl on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so they give you hints that yeah, maybe that's where she came from, but it takes a long time to kind of unwrap who she is and where she came from and how did she get here and all of that. And I, I was, I don't know if confused is the word I want to use, but I, I really had to think hard and like I was looking for clues and, and, and it, it took me a while to kind of figure out what was going on with this character and who she actually was. Mm-hmm. Did you experience that at all or? Uh, not really. I mean, I didn't know the backstory mm-hmm. for her, but I did know her name and some things about her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really feel lost. I felt more like, what are they going to say? She's Carol Danvers, because I know that's who she is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah, and that's probably what I was feeling, too. It, it, I think I just, uh, you know, compared it to Guardians of the Galaxy a little bit, where... 
Guardians of the Galaxy, it starts off with Peter being abducted when he's a young boy, mm-hmm. and then we're off into space. And so, like, it's it's always very clear from that story, like who he is, where he came from. Uh, yeah. Whereas Carol, it just kind of plops you into the middle of it. You know, like I said, in this battle where she's injured yeah. and, and it takes a while. Like they don't even say her name or maybe they did say her name early on, but I just didn't realize that was even her name. Cause Veers is not like how I know her or what I was yeah. expecting them to call her. And, you know, she's just, she's part of this group and she's, you know, this soldier and she has this history with, uh, Jan Rog played by Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's going to see the Supreme intelligence for the first time. And, um, there's like all of this is like world building and backstory that all the Cree stuff. Like I just, I, I wasn't familiar with all of it except a little bit that I read in comics back in the old days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a lot to catch up on. And so I kind of felt like right away I was like, you know, kind of catching up and it wasn't like I was completely lost or anything, but I was really, it, it was making me work harder <laughs> I think, than I had to work at most of the Marvel movies. I think they had to do it that way because they didn't want to spoil the big thing right at the beginning of the movie. What's the big thing that they were trying to protect? Uh, Creer, evil. Okay. Other guy, scrolls or not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and and you know, once I kind of got my feet under me and kind of at least figured out where they were headed with it, um, you know, I didn't mind it at all. It. Uh, I think it's a it's a cool, interesting way to tell the story, mm-hmm. but um, it was just it was a little bit of a, a challenge to kind of keep up there at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so having said all that, then what what do you think about Brie Larson as Carol Danvers? Cool. Yeah. How's yeah. How so? Um, she shoots lasers from her hands <laughs> and can fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like her quite a bit too. Um, I like how she uh, she sounds like a normal person. Yeah, she's not. She didn't have like a superhero voice, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which you know is not unique amongst Marvel. In fact, you know, in Avengers: Infinity War, they kind of play with that with Peter Quill, like kind of adopting Thor's superhero voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, yeah, but it was cool. She just kind of seemed like a normal person who was kind of thrust into this kind of weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else to say about her. Cause I feel like there's a lot. She shoots lasers from her hands. She shoots lasers from her hands. Let's talk about Jude Law for a little bit as Jan Rog. What did you think about him? Good question. What did I think about him? Cause I didn't really. Yeah. I think something in a trailer had made me had kind of spoiled that he was going to be a bad guy, or at least like an antagonist to her. For me, anyway. So I don't know. Mm. Were you were you expecting him to no turn bad? Okay, maybe I didn't see that trailer. Yeah, I don't know, and it, it, I don't know what I saw. It, it may have just been like a, a line or something. But and I think when the movie started, I was kind of like questioning myself. It's like, oh, okay, maybe he, maybe he's not. A bad, the bad guy that I thought he was going to be, but yeah, then it turns out he actually is. But like Jude Law is, he's not really known as like an action hero. He's kind of more like a romantic kind of a lead. Although he, I mean, he's done kind of actiony stuff before, but he, he was convincing enough to you as a kind of the leader of this elite Cree task force. Yeah, 
Okay. What do you what did you think about the kind of the switch that oh wait, the Kree are actually the bad guys and the scroll, at least these particular scroll that we're dealing with are are good guys. I guess I liked it actually because I knew that the Kree were kind of jerks mm-hmm. anyway because we've seen Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and we've seen some of these characters on this task force and we, uh, from a different angle and right, you know they're not exactly the best people so having someone be the good guys is definitely always nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was very surprised <laughs> that it was the scroll. Like I, I I'm so used to the scroll being villains in the Marvel universe and mm-hmm. comics that uh, it was quite a surprise to, to find out that at least these particular ones are good. And I'm still, I keep saying that because I'm not convinced that there's a species. Yeah. Scrolls as a species are not going to be depicted as good guys in the future. I'm, I'm confident. Um, or, but at least, uh, they can be depicted as complex and not yeah. all the same. And, uh, the Kree could be depicted that way too, or maybe they'll just always be bad guys, but probably won't find out until, finally get fantastic four in here yeah i've already mentioned the supreme intelligence um and when we first meet her well she how does she appear to people based on who were the most respect or something like that yeah yeah so she appears to carol as this this woman who she doesn't really remember Mm -hmm. um she looks familiar to her but she doesn't really remember her Mm -hmm. um but we find out later on that it's uh kind of the woman who was in charge of this program that mm-hmm. ended up kind of accidentally giving Carol her powers. Uh, but she, well, we think that she's a human, but then we find out later on that she's actually Cree. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's talk about her. Her name is, uh, Wendy Lawson is her human name, but her Cree name is what? Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. Which is kind of cool because in the comic books, the original Captain Marvel in the seventies was mm-hmm. that was his name Marvel, and because uh, and he was Cree, um, yep. and, uh, and I don't know all the history. It's kind of long and complicated with like how Carol Danvers kind of was connected to him and got some mm-hmm. of his powers, and and she was Ms. Marvel for a while, and um, and there were other people who used the name Captain Marvel. Uh, in fact, one of them appears in this movie. But anyway, it was it was just kind of I like the little I like the gender swap on uh, mm-hmm. on Marvel. There's no reason not to do it, and uh, and Annette Bening is a cool actor, so I thought that was neat. So Carol had a couple of well, had a, a best friend, mm-hmm. and do you remember what her name was? Nope. <laughs> uh, it was Maria La- Rambo. Maria Rambo. Mm-hmm. So Maria, I think, is is is. Carol's friend, and then they, she has this daughter named Monica. And in the comic books, Monica Rambo is Captain Marvel for a while, mm-hmm. but she's not related, as far as I know. Her powers don't don't come from the Kree in any way or anything like that. She just, yeah, uh, Marvel needed a you know they wanted to use the character name, and and so they kind of created this whole new character around her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like how they kind of connect her in uh, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, and I really liked her relationship, uh, the Carol and Maria's relationship. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. You remind me, how do they? Why do they go to Earth? What are they looking for? What are they trying to do? What's their mission? Like the Cree, uh, Jan Rog's group. Yeah, the Cree. Okay, so Carol gets captured by the Scrolls on their mission, 
that they go to on oh, some plant to, that's right to help uh one of their spies mm-hmm. and when Carol busts out and escapes, she crash lands on earth okay, okay, so she gets there accidentally, yeah, okay um and she, it's a pretty funny scene like she she crashed into a blockbuster, is that right mm-hmm, yep, yeah. And uh, then has an encounter with a security guard, mm-hmm. who then calls for help. Shield, yeah, yeah. and Shield ends up coming. Um, and who who shows up? Nick Fury. He looks a little different this time. How so? He has two eyes. Yeah, much younger. Mm-hmm. So we find out we're in the 1990s, but the blockbuster should be a clue. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, and he's uh, he's got another agent with him. Mm-hmm. We recognize Coulson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, he's so, actually new, a newbie. What, uh, Coulson? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We learned that he's a rookie. Yeah, right, right. Um, so a lot of this movie is is Nick Fury and Carol kind mm-hmm. of working together, trying to unravel the mystery of who she is and where she came from and yeah. and all this stuff. So what'd you think about uh the the kind of youngified <laughs> Nick Fury? Uh just talk about first of all the special effects, but then just kinda anything you want to say about like just him in this movie. I thought it was a good idea to include him yeah. in here. And also I didn't want him to have an eye patch forever, so <laughs> You gotta learn how we got the eye patch, as we do. Yeah, yeah. And what did you think about that revelation of why how he lost his eye? Well, there's another character we have to bring in before we do that. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I was you know they've gotten really good at kind of making younger versions of these actors, you know, for these flashbacks. We've seen uh we've seen it with Tony Stark we've seen it uh, a lot with um with uh Michael Douglas's character Hank Pym mm-hmm. in the Ant-Man movies um uh Kurt Russell they did it with in Guardians 2 yeah um Michelle Pfeiffer in Ant-Man but we haven't seen like a a character just do that for the whole movie that was pretty impressive like they 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 made it work like I'd never kind of stopped believing that he was young Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. And I liked his relationship with Carol. Like, they're, you know, there's a lot of joking back and mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. So they go, they, they end up infiltrating this uh, thing called Project Pegasus, which is something from the comics that I'm not super familiar with. I've heard the name. That's where Marvell was working, kind of. It looked like she was, was she trying to get back home? What was she, what was she working on? She was working on a hyperdrive. Mm-hmm. It was like a light speed engine, I believe. Right. For the scrolls. So you could escape the universe. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Flee the Kree. Yeah. It takes us a while to, to learn all that. But, because, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we find out she was working on this light speed engine. And, and we find that out. We think that she's still human. And I like, guess it's just like an invention that she's working on. But then later on, we find out, no, she's actually Kree and her name is Marvell. Yeah, and ultimately we find out that she was actually working with the scroll, who we think are the bad guys for most of this. And there's uh the main one is I think Talos, okay. and uh, he's played by an actor named Ben Mendelsohn, who we know from uh, what else? Uh, Something Rogue One. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's been something else we've seen him in more recently than that. But Probably. Yeah. But anyway, uh, real good actor. Always plays a good bad guy. You think he's going to be playing another bad guy here. And uh, nope. He's actually mm-hmm. uh, pretty sympathetic on, on the yeah. room with his family. And and that was cool. That was cool. It, it kind of reminded me like a little bit of uh, like some of the Star Trek episodes when you first start to realize that Klingons can be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like, because they always look cool and make great bad guys, but then you find out, oh, you know what? If, if they were actually nice, if they were actually not like trying to kill you, these mm-hmm. would be cool people to hang out with. Yeah. So we find out that Marvell had this pet. Mm-hmm. And what was the cat's name? I can't remember. I don't remember either. I just call it the cat. Goose. Goose. Goose, yeah. Yeah, from a... I, I know it is it's Tom Cruise and the Top Gun. Yay! I yep. can remember something. <laughs> I mean, the name of something. Yes. I can all remember something. Yeah, that's a Top Gun reference. Because they were all in fight school. Yeah. Then it turns out that the cat's not even really a cat. Mm-hmm. And what, do you remember what they called the cat? Like what? What? Like a, what the like morph or something? Yeah. Or Schmilbog or some <laughs> alien name? Yeah, I don't remember either. So how does Nick Fury lose his eye? <laughs> you cat scratched. Yeah, and then he doesn't get it treated. He just it gets an infection apparently. Yeah. And so, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's dumb, <laughs> <laughs> I but I still kind of like it yeah. for some reason. It's funny. Yeah, but it's actually uh, underwhelming. It, hmm? <laughs> but it's also underwhelming. Yeah, dumb can be funny too. Yeah, uh, but it's some research, and there was actually a part. I think it was Civil War, not Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier, where he actually said that he lost his eye to like a good friend that betrayed him. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. All right, that's cool. I can't remember the exact quote. We'll have to watch that movie again. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense though, because you, yeah, you would think that it's some kind of dramatic story of betrayal, and <laughs> it's like, no, he just got scratched by this cat, who he did like. He liked that cat. Mm-hmm. Well, and he kept he brought it. that it's cat not, back. With them. Yeah, he kept it. Um, In fact, it leaves a question. Yeah, it does. It does. We'll get mm-hmm. to connections in a second here, but any other characters that we should talk about ronan is it was back ronan not nah, well okay he's in it but more of as a cameo to be honest he doesn't really do anything he kind of just shows up just yeah. like oh this is ronan yeah and then leaves again yeah he shows up he's he's kind of shows up he's threatening and then he he leaves because cat marvel kind of makes him leave yeah and I, I really don't know how to pronounce this man's name but uh jimon hunsu is uh korath and so, and so we saw him. We introduced to him in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yep. And now we find out kind of some of his backstory in this. And he. This is not the only Captain Marvel movie that he's in. Is he in Shazam? He's the Wizard Shazam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And any of the uh, the other like Kree teammates that you want to mention that you think are cool? I can hardly remember them. Yeah. I, I know remember. there's like the Sniper Girl. Yeah, but... I liked her. She was really cool. Uh, I think mm-hmm. Minerva was her name. Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's the only one that I really remember. But I just remember thinking at the time that, oh, she's a pretty cool character. And mm-hmm. I kind of hope she turns out, you know, that she's a good guy. Because I, 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 I kind of, mm-hmm. oh. like I said, it had in the back of my mind that Jude Law was going to become a bad guy. and But I thought, I didn't know if he was going to turn or, or what was going to happen. Like, But I, I, 
it kind of surprised me for some reason. Maybe I just wasn't thinking that the teammates were also all going to be bad guys because kind of in the first part of the movie it's all about this team and veers like proving her place you know proving her her ability mm-hmm. to have a spot on this team and and yeah. uh, the team is pretty cool and they work well together so i was kind of imagining oh you know we could have like other movies or other stories about like this team just having these because it's kind of like this elite team and they could be having these missions and stuff and uh yeah now i don't want it anymore because they're all bad guys <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, anyway, she was one of the coolest ones. But and, uh, any any other thing you really like? More cat stuff. <laughs> yeah. And you like the fact that the cat's an alien? The cat being an alien was pretty cool. It also led to a pretty much a jump scare at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Where the cat uh, has tentacles <laughs> that it shoots out of its mouth to grab things super fast and eat them. Yeah. Also, they keep making jokes about the cat is like this terrifying monster, one of those dangerous parts in the galaxy. And. Nick Fury's like <laughs> he keeps taunting the scroll with the cat mm-hmm. by like mm-hmm. oh yeah because the scroll don't like the cat because the scroll knew what the cat was shouting the cat in his face and he's like is this what you're afraid of <laughs> yes <laughs> and then eventually he learned out why what do you think about Stanley's cameo it was pretty cool especially after learning well actually pretty much only after learning what he's actually doing yeah so what's he doing can you describe it. Uh, he's preparing to do his first ever cameo. Yeah, in uh, the movie Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should watch Mall Rats. And uh, there's, there's this whole kind of. You know who Kevin Smith is, the director? Kevin Smith? No. Okay. In the 90s, Kevin Smith is this movie director, but he specifically made movies about kind of nerdy things and his characters have like, these nerdy conversations mm-hmm. um, so a lot of stuff about comic books and it, a lot of comic book fans kind of saw Kevin Smith as like themselves they saw themselves in Kevin Smith and, and it was just really kind of cool to like he did a, a movie called Chasing Amy that is about a couple of comic book artists mm-hmm. and so there's some scenes like you know at a comic book convention and it's not like uh it's not like the comic book convention like in psych where it's not really a comic book convention with a bunch of like fake stuff it, it mm-hmm. felt like a real comic book convention in chasing amy it, it, was, yeah. uh, it felt like the you know you could tell kevin smith like knew what he was doing and his movies are really funny and they're also like interconnected like uh, they have like these recurring characters that appear in all of them and so they're just kind of these fun nerdy kind of movies but in mall rats he uh yeah stan lee appears as himself and uh and has a couple of lines <laughs> and so in Captain Marvel we see him kind of like on his way to a <laughs> to uh film and he's like trying to remember his lines. Yeah. Captain Marvel and him have a little moment where they yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. And it's it's kind of bittersweet because this is the first cameo of his you know after he passed away and I, th- I think mm-hmm. they've got a couple more like in the can is my understanding yeah this is not the last time we're going to see him in a cameo but it was a little sweet and I, I read somewhere that they actually filmed that kind of a different way like after he yeah after he, well, not, not they didn't film it a different way but i think they filmed it a couple of different ways and um but in editing they kind of changed the tone of it where she kind of gives him that that kind of sweet smile and so it's not really so much of a, of a joke as it is just a sweet moment and they actually have a, for the opening, they have an in memoriam mm-hmm. of 
Stanley showing all the Stanley moments. Oh, that's right. For the opening. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That was really nice. All right. Anything else you really liked? I liked the scroll shape shifting. Just the way it was depicted or just the fact that they could shape shift? B- a little both. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I like how we get a cool fight between uh, Captain Marvel and an old woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing I really liked is, so we keep getting these flashbacks to Captain Marvel, or mm-hmm. to Carol, like when she was a little girl, and mm-hmm. we keep seeing her, like, you know, crashing a go-kart, or, I don't know, she keeps, like, crashing or falling down. Um, is there one with a basketball? I forget, but she's kind of doing all these different things, and she keeps, keeps like, kind of getting beat up doing them, not beat up yeah. by a person which is beat up by just you know she keeps failing um mm-hmm. is what we we keep seeing and and her dad's not being real supportive and he's you know kind of yelling at her and telling her she should quit and mm-hmm. all this stuff and uh and so we see this all through the movie and then kind of at the very end there's a place where she's like almost beat in the current storyline and then we see those same flashbacks but then we also see this montage of her getting back up after each one of those things. So all these different moments that we keep seeing throughout the movie, mm-hmm. we also see that she kept getting back up from them. Uh, and then of course she gets back up, uh, in her current fight and then starts kicking some booty. Uh, mm-hmm. but I just like that idea that, yeah, you're going to get beat up. Uh, you know, you're going to have hard times, but she just keeps getting back up from it. And, um, it reminds me of some other characters. Like the thing is a lot like that. Um, mm-hmm. where he's things really super strong, but he's not like the strongest there is. Hulk is the strongest there is. Yeah. But the thing about the thing is that he will always like, you just can't beat him because he will always get back up and, and be ready mm-hmm. to fight some more. And he'll just wear you out. There's this really cool crossover with Sasquatch that I really like because they have this fight and Sasquatch is stronger than the thing. Mm-hmm. And he just, he just throws the thing around and just basically wipes the floor with him. But, the thing just keeps getting back up and it's just the Rocky of Marvel. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It is. It's just like Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> now you're reminded me of Rocky with Apollo's like, just stay down, just stay down. It's like, no, Rocky's not going to stay down. And that's the way it is with the thing. That's the way it is with Carol Danvers. And I just, I always really, really like that in these kind of characters. Anything you didn't really care for. We mentioned that we're not, crazy about the way Fury loses his eye. Uh, but it sounds like you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, but any, anything else that you kind of wish they would have done a little bit differently? Not really. The other, the only one that I have is, uh, it's related to the cat. Uh, and this will kind of transition us into connections, which is the whole Tesseract thing. Mm-hmm. All right. So we, we've been kind of tracking the, the Tesseract, especially throughout the, this kind of rewatch of the Marvel's movies mm-hmm. um, because the test right. They spent so much time on it early on and I thought we had it figured out because Red Skull gets the Tesseract from where he gets it from. I don't want to say a crypt, but yeah, yeah, like I guess. Yeah. Crypt, a tomb or something like that in Norway mm-hmm. um, because it has some kind of connection to uh, Odin and Valhalla and all that. Yeah. So yeah, so Red Skull got it, did his experiments on it in First Avenger, and then what happened to it at the end of First Avenger? It melted through the ground of the plane yeah. in the ice. Yeah. yeah, and then kind of just fell to Earth. And we find out at some point later, I forget if it's in First Avenger or if it was in Captain, or I'm sorry, uh, Peggy Carter. 
I think it was actually in First Avenger. I don't know. But what happened to it? Who who found it? Stark. Yeah. N- not Tony. Howard. Yeah. And then we kind of lose track of it until Thor. the yeah. end of Thor, right? Because mm-hmm. Nick Fury has it, and he, he's showing it to uh, Dr. Selvig? Selvig, yeah. Yeah. And says, hey, you know, you're this expert on Norse mythology. Can you uh, come take a look at this? So my assumption was that, well, okay, so Howard Stark was one of the founders of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I just figured, okay, it's just been a part of S.H.I.E.L.D. this whole time. That's what I thought I'd do. Yeah. But in this movie, there's a complication to that because you find out that Marvel actually had it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't like that wrinkle. Like it can be explained. So I've got kind of like my own explanation for it in my head. But do you have like an explanation in your head for? Uh, yeah. What What do you What are you thinking? Maybe Howard gave it to Marvel so they could help her work on Lightspeed Engine. Yeah, it, that that works. Um, and I went kind of a step further. I, I don't know the history of Project Pegasus, but maybe that was something that Howard Stark was involved in mm-hmm. as well. Like maybe that, I don't know if it was a spinoff of S.H.I.E.L.D. Or, or what, but it could be that Howard Stark was involved in creating Project Pegasus and, and gave it to Marvel as part of her research or maybe mm-hmm. thinking she could do something with it. So it's not like a huge wrinkle, but it's just, it's enough of a, it's like a, well, why are you going back and messing with this stuff? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's not really that necessary. It doesn't really add anything to it. It's like, oh, there's the Tesseract. Right. Yeah. They were saying they can't do light speed technology without the Tesseract. Because what is it? Is it the Space Stone that's in it? It's the Space Stone, yeah. Yeah, so that would make sense that the Space Stone could help them figure out how to, uh, transverse large ranges of space mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. But yeah. So I don't know. It, I don't hate it. It's just like the eye thing. It's like, I don't hate it. And then it, you know, kind of regurgitates the cat regurgitates it onto, uh, to Nick Fury's desk in like the post credits. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and then we get the, uh, the post post credit scene, which looks like it's probably a clip from Endgame. That's what I would assume. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where we have the Avengers, who have obviously found uh, Nick Fury's pager from the mm-hmm. end of uh, Infinity War. Yep. And they're talking about the symbol on it and what can it mean. And, and it stopped beeping. Yeah, yeah. And then what happens? She shows up. Yeah. Which makes me really, really excited yeah. for... Uh, I mean, I was already excited for Endgame, but now I really want to see her in it. Um, and the first thing she says, actually, is where's... Nick was it? Where's Nick or where's Fury? Uh, probably Fury because nobody calls him Nick, except for the one guy, the scroll. Right. Yeah, he said even my mom called me Fury. Yeah. <laughs> so what if he had kids? <laughs> Fury. Fury. <laughs> mm. uh, so good. I thought of one of my other questions about Captain Marvel, like Carol herself. She's so mm-hmm. powerful in this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I know a lot of fans are concerned that maybe she's too powerful. She's just going to destroy Thanos before he really does anything. Yeah. And um, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, obviously she's not. And, and so they're, but it, <laughs> what it is, is, is nerds being nerds and getting upset about something that's not even a problem yet. Cause they already said Thanos is the most powerful being in the galaxy with two infinity stones. So, right. 
Yeah. But yeah, the, the complaints that I've seen have been like, uh, uh, well, she's so powerful, then why didn't she just show up and wipe him? You know, how are you even going to have a movie? Like, it should just be over right away. It's like, yeah, you don't know what they're going to do. And I'm sure that it's going to be much more complicated and difficult. And I'm sure that it will make sense because Marvel, Marvel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> any, any other connections that we should talk about? I mean, we see him get his pager. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she does the thing with his pager to make it. Uh, he talks about how Colson, like, cause Colson lets them go when he shouldn't. Cause mm-hmm. he, cause she's his like, I like, if you're like, I like that guy, Colson, or uh, something some on those lines. Yeah. Also, we learned that Ronan is a part of a group called the Accusers. Yeah. And he's like the last of them, I guess, in Guardians. Yeah, and I kept misremembering that in Guardians, I, I was thinking that he was like the last of his race or something. and But it's not. It's just like, I think you reminded me, the Kree signed a peace treaty. Yeah. And that's what Ronan's upset about. Not that his people have been destroyed or anything noble, but uh, just that they signed this peace treaty and he's not having it. He's a terrorist, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, figure out where this goes in our rankings. Okay. So, uh, for the movie itself, just I'll kind of do what we've been doing. I'll go down your list slowly and you tell me where it fits. So, Avengers is still top of your list. Mm-hmm. Then Ragnarok. Yep. The Credible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. Mm-hmm. Guardians 2. Yep. Homecoming. Yep. Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. Guardians 1. Mm-hmm. Civil War. Yeah. Black Panther. Okay. Above Civil War. Okay. And then, let's find out where she goes in the heroes. So Here's a question. Yeah. Should we add Nick Fury too? Huh. As a hero? As a hero. I, I think we should. Yeah. Okay. Let's do Captain Marvel first, and then we'll do Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hulk. Yep. Groot. Yep. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yep. Rocket Raccoon. Mm-hmm. Drax the Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. Uh, above Black Widow. Okay. And do you know already where Nick Fury goes in that list, or should I read it? Yeah. Read it. Okay. Hulk. Mm-hmm. Groot. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Rocket. Mm-hmm. Drax. Mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. Ah, uh, it's hard. Before or after Drax? Guardians 2, after Drax. <laughs> All right. So after Drax, above Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, and then, who do we want to call the villain of this thing? Is it... Uh... Is it the Supreme Intelligence? Is it... Jan Rog. That's the question. We could just say Ronan again, to be honest. Yeah, I don't. But that's. Yeah. Um, I think Jan Rog has to be. Okay, start from the bottom. <laughs> All right. Uh, Malekith. Yep. Aldrich Killian. Yep. Darren Cross, Yellow Jacket. Yep. Zemo. Yep. Sunny Birch. Ooh. After Sunny Birch. Okay. I mean, well, like, below Sunny Birch. Yeah, below Sunny Birch, above Zemo. Yeah. Okay. I didn't really do that much. No, he's going to be one. close to the bottom of my list, yeah. All right, so Captain Marvel. I have the Avengers, Winter Soldier, Guardians 2, Infinity War, Spider-Man Homecoming, Black Panther. 
Ragnarok. Oh, man. I think I'm going to put it just above Black Panther, which maybe I shouldn't do, because I do, like, all the world building in Black Panther. Um, but I just, I really love this character, and I love... <laughs> like, I didn't expect to see that kind of post credit scene of her showing up and just being that excited to see mm-hmm. her in Endgame. Like, I'm just so yeah. excited to see her in Endgame. So that's affecting, I think, my uh, my choices right now. <laughs> uh, so for heroes, I have Agent Carter, Captain America, Black Widow. Oh, man. Do I want her above or below Black Widow? Let me think this through. So, uh, like, I like Black Widow because... She's cool. She's an awesome fighter. I just, I love that scene at the beginning of Avengers where she's tied up in the chair and completely in control of the entire situation. (laughs) But she hasn't really done much in the more recent movies. She's just kind of like been there as a side character. And I don't really like her whole thing about calming the Hulk down and like being his girlfriend. I don't like that. That's kind of like her job now is to calm the Hulk down. Um, they're just saving up. They're biding their time for the Black Widow movies. Yeah, she might crowd. I mean, she's still like. I'm going to put Captain Marvel above her. Black Widow's still number four. Like, I just. Her in Iron Man 2 and Avengers, she's so awesome that she's. That's what keeps her at number four <laughs> for me. Um, and then Nick Fury, he's going to be a little bit lower on my list. Uh, so we got Black Widow, Thor, Iron Man, Spider Man, Drax. Wasp. I'll put him right below Drax. So he's at number nine. And Jan Rog. We'll start from the bottom of my list, too. So I have Aldrich Killian. He's above that. Darren Cross Yellow Jacket. I don't know. Because I, I just I like that Yellow Jacket costume. Um, and I like the powers and everything. So I think, I think I'm going to put Jan Rog at number 21. <laughs> second from the last. And it's not like he's not horrible. But he just—he doesn't get to do anything. Yeah, yeah. He's just just kind of evil and jerky and uh, manipulates her, and you know, which is all an- enough. Like it's a, it's a, it's the right kind of threat, I think, for what <laughs> the story is trying to tell. But he's just not a very exciting villain. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I guess the the better villain would be just the Kree in general. Probably. Yeah, like I feel like. If we knew more about the Supreme Intelligence and what the Supreme Intelligence's goals were, like I think that would be like a cooler, badder villain. Mm-hmm. But that's not really what the movie's about. Yeah. But you know, we'll have a Captain Marvel too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that is that. That we are caught up. Yeah. And next is Infinity. No. Endgame. Is <laughs> Endgame right? Uh, wait a couple of weeks from when we record this. But until then, what should people do, David? Keep nerding the scrolls. Mm-hmm.